I know that's not what I what it, what it is. So I I turn around, and guess what it was, y'all. If you guess, I'll give you a dollar. It was her. It was that. You are now listening to the Sweet Nostalgia Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sweet Nostalgia Podcast. I am your host, Brittany, and I'm so excited to be back. Um, the first episode, I will say, had just a way different response than I was expecting. So I did want to first start this episode off by saying that I am so, so grateful and happy you know, for anyone that has taken the time to listen to this podcast, whether you listened the, all, the whole way through or whether you listened for 10 minutes, it's just really just matters. And I really do appreciate the fact that you even took the time to do that. So I did want to start that off and then get into the episode. So today um the last episode I kind of talked if you haven't listened to the last episode I kind of talked about how I learned to fully like love myself and date myself in a way through my single journey and how it benefited me and a lot of people talk about the cons of being single and how bad it is, but no one really likes to talk about the good things and the positive that come out of it. So that's what the first episode was about. If you have not listened to that, um, and I definitely recommend it, of course. So that brings us to today's episode, which I wanted to talk about just confidence in general and how just I've gained my confidence how, I mean, I'm still gaining my confidence, but kind of ways that has helped me, um, you know, popular things that maybe haven't helped me and, you know, just my experience, because I think that everyone is unique in every single way. Like it doesn't matter if you look like this person, it doesn't matter if you literally even have a twin or whatever, you are your own person. You are your own being, your own energy, your own entity. So you are special because of that, like alone, like not even adding anything that alone just makes you special. So I think more people should really appreciate that and appreciate themselves. And, you know, I think the more people that are loving of themselves and appreciate themselves, the more they can return that in the world and not be miserable. And honestly, that's a perfect transition into something that I wanted to start this um, episode off with because I had my first Karen experience. And, you know, I do live in the South. I have lived here my whole life. So I would have expected it to happen a lot sooner. 
Um, and, and yeah, I've had the little Karens at work, you know, not the Karens where it's like, you know, they're throwing stuff. I haven't had anything outrageous. Like I've had the little annoying people at work, but minding my own business off the clock. I ain't never had like a situation like that, but I like to say it's because I'm a nice person. I speak to, you know, you say hi, I say hi, a smile, whatever. Like I'm not just miserable like some people. So yeah, I won't, I guess I'm going to do a little story time and then I'm going to talk about confidence. Maybe that confidence is, is what helped this situation today. But yeah, I guess you guys got lucky. It literally, I wasn't planning on talking about like this literally happened 30 minutes ago when I stopped at the gas station before I came home to record this. And I guess you guys got lucky. So now here's a little small story time with a fucking caring. <laughs> so, but at this gas station, the gas is kind of like slanted. And then there's like an open parking in front of the store. So when I pull in, I pull into the first pump right by the door and I'm sitting there in my car. So what I was doing was when I sat there was I pulled my phone up and I was trying to transfer money onto a card because one of my cards was at home and the service wasn't that good. So it was just saying like, okay, processing momentarily or like the funds will be there momentarily, like whatever. So I was basically just sitting in my car, just waiting so that I knew that I was going to be able to use this card that I never use. So I sit there for a minute, legit a minute. And I look up because I see this car come in front of me and they're like facing me. So like I'm parked at the pump. This car comes facing me directly in front of my car. And I look up and I look right back down at my phone to continue doing what I was doing because one, I hate when people do that. Like, girl, now I'm not going to be able to pull out in front and now you're just sitting here staring at me. So I'm going to take my sweet time is really what I think. But in this moment, I was just like, okay, whatever. So I'm just still like on my phone waiting for the stuff to appear on my card. And the car sits there for about 30 seconds and then they reverse and like go to an open pump that's on the opposite side. Like, okay, good, great. You know, probably should have done that a little bit earlier and you wouldn't have had to wait extra 30 seconds, but it's fine, boo. Like you do you. So I'm still at the car at this point, like in the car at this point. And I'm waiting for everything to load. I have like one bar. And so it was taking a while, whatever. And whoever this person, this lady was, she's, I'm trying to paint the picture. So I'm at this pump where my passenger side is facing, is like where the gas thing is. So I'm at this pump and then there's the pump on the other side and then there's one more pump. And then on that opposite side is where this person came. So at this point, like the other cars were already like getting back in their car, whatever. And the lady walks into the store. I'm still on my phone. 
and it finally pops up after like five minutes. So I get out the car, go into the store. Man sits there. He's hi. I'm like, hi, smile, wave, whatever. I'm going to get my drink. And the lady was at this, at the um, register, like checking out. So I'm walking to get my drink. And then I hear, hey, ma'am. And I turn around because initially I thought it was the cashier of the lady because she's really sweet. I say hello. We talk every time I come in there. So I turn around and it's this lady. It's this white woman with some glasses on and some stuff. You know what? Actually, I'm not even going to describe her. But I'm just going to, we're going to delete that part. But I turn around and it's this Karen. That's her name (laughs) in this for today. And so she's like, hey, ma'am, are you getting gas? Now, I don't know about you guys. I don't know. I don't know where you're from, but normally if you pull an automobile to a gas pump, normally it's to get gas. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I live in North Carolina, so maybe there's like a different maybe in different states you guys can buy shoes and clothes and whatever, but at and my gas stations, you really you only get to pump gas. So after that stupid question, I was not rude to the lady. And I looked at her after I turned around and said, yes, in that exact tone. And I turned my ass right back around and I continued to walk towards my drink because I mean, what kind I mean, what one, what kind of question is that? And two, like what? And, like, when she said it, it's not like she had, like, a huge attitude. Like, it's not like she was like, um, a man, what the fuck? Like, no. She she kind of said it, and she had a little twang in there. Like, it was a little twang of, like, hmm. But it, it wasn't, it wasn't nothing. It wasn't nothing. Like, she was literally just like, hey, ma'am, are you getting gas? Like, yeah, what the fuck else am I doing? But anyways, so I'm like, yes, turn around. And then I'm walking back, and she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's what you do when you get gas, isn't it? Anyways, so then I turn around after I get my drink and I'm standing like a few feet behind her and there's like a man on the side. And I hate when that happens because I'm like, oh, are they waiting for something? Or like, are they in line? And I don't want to take their spot. So like, I'm going to just stand a little far back to like, you know, so I'm standing there and the lady's like talking to the the Karen's talking to the register lady and then she walks out the store as she should. You go queen period. And then I look at the guy that's standing to the side and I was like, you can go, sir. Like you were here before me. And he was like, no, ma'am. No, like ladies first, you go ahead. I was like, thank you. So I walk up at this point, this lady, like the Karen is walking out the store. She's at her gas pump and she's pumping her or she's starting to pump her gas. So I'm, I'm standing there, I check out, and I'm talking to the lady, and she said something, and I was like, she said, like, something about the girl that was just there, the Karen, and I was like, yeah, I don't know what that was about, and she started laughing, and she was like, yeah, you know, like, they just come in here tripping, like, I wouldn't, I don't pay her any mind, and I was like, no, I wasn't, and, you know, whatever, we continued, you know, talking, I paid for my stuff, paid for my gas, 
And then I went ahead to my car, right? So I go to my car. I first, like, go open the door and put my stuff in. And then I pump my gas. I'm standing there. Now, at this point, it's cleared out, all right? So I'm at this pump facing her direction, pumping my gas. She's at the next pump doing the same thing. That's it. Like, that's it. It's no one in between us. These people have left. Whatever. So I'm sitting there. I'm pumping my gas. I get the little trash out my car. You know, I'm throwing it away. A little trash flew away in the wind. But, you know, we love the earth. So, you know, we went a little bit. You know, it was closer to her. But, you know, I didn't give a fuck. I was trying to save Mother Earth. So I grabbed the trash. I throw it away. Whatever, right? So we're pumping gas for a total of, like, five Five, 10 minutes. Okay. Then I'm done. Go in my car. Turn it on. Put my little hand sanitizer on. You know, take my little minute or two. And then I start to drive off. Okay. Right. Because that's no, I don't know. That's what I do at gas stations. But apparently there's, maybe there's other things that you can do. So I'm like, okay. So um, I'm pulling out and. I'm turning left to go home, right? So I'm I'm waiting for the cars. You know, this normal people know this, but for those that don't, I'm just explaining it. You know, the cars are coming. It's blocking my way. Therefore, I'm waiting for them to pass, you know, waiting for me to go. And I'm sitting there, and after like three cars, I start hearing, it sounds like the Charlie Brown. I start hearing, like muffled yelling because you know my windows are up my music's playing a little bit so I'm like you know what the what the hell is that so I'm sitting there listening to it and I hear it for like 15 seconds and I was thinking in my head like I know that's not what I think it is I know that's not what I think it is because I've been at this gas station for a total of 20 minutes with this with this Karen lady and you know, all we've had is room and opportunity. Like, all we've had is a chance for her to say whatever she needs to say. So I know that what I, that the wah, 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 I know that that's not her walking towards my car af- after. I know that's not what I, what it, what it is. So I, I turn around and guess what it was, y'all. If you guess, I'll give you a dollar. It was her. It was that thing coming coming towards my car. Now, I'm sitting here, right? Like, I, this, it just felt like an SNL skit in, in my head. So I really wish there was, like, cameras because it was just, like, what the hell is happening right now? So I'm sitting here waiting to turn. So I'm, like, turning. I'm, I'm facing left with my hand on the wheel. And then I hear this wah, 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 wah. And I'm, like, what the wah, wah is going on? So I turn my head to the right. And I can see through my back my back window that this this Karen is, is approaching the vehicle. And, and she's approaching it aggressive, you know? She's not just scattling, you know, whatever. She's not skipping her way. She's like, ooh, like, girl, what, what's happening? So I, 
And I wish I would have seen my face because the face that I looked when I looked at her was like, bitch, what the, what are you on now? So I, I'm looking at her. And of course, when I turn around and see her ass, she stops walking. That's when that final step was took. And then I rolled down my back window three inches. And I swear, I swear it was three inches exactly. I rolled that thing down because I was like, I'm not, girl, I'm not about to roll this window all the way down for you to get bold because you ain't going to jump through my car. I'll just put this bitch in park if I, if I have to. Okay. And I don't like violence. I'm not a violent person. Okay. I hope I never have to be in a situation where I have to whoop somebody's ass. However, if I feel threatened for my safety or for someone that I love safety, then I'm protecting myself, bitch. I'm doing what I have to fucking do. But, you know, I'm peace and love. I don't like violence. Like, I, will, I, I don't. However, <laughs> don't fucking come at me aggressively, especially physically or yelling or anybody that I love. Like, I'm going to make you look dumb, but if I ever feel threatened for my safety, then you reap the fucking consequences of that. Okay, of course my dogs are barking, so let me wait for that to stop. Great, stopped. So I, I, I rolled down the window, and I was like, what was that? And she just says, you skinny bitch, why would you park at the front of the first pump? I'm over here parking. I'm crippled. And when I tell you, when she said crip, I rolled that window up <laughs> so fast. Because, girl, stop. You, when, when did you get crippled? Because I'm, I've been at this gas station for 20 minutes, and I've been watching you walk completely normal. I've been watching you walk completely normal. One. Two, there's only two fucking gas pumps at the gas station. We're not at a Sheets. We're not at a fucking, what's that place in Las Vegas that has like 100 pumps? We're not there. So you're literally walking 20 more feet than me. If, if that 20 feet was going to do something, then where's the handicap sign, babe? And also, what is a handicap pump? Because I've never heard of one. Not saying that they shouldn't exist, because honestly, that, like, that sounds good. I get it. Closer to the, you know, closer to the door, blah, blah, blah. But, like, that doesn't exist, at least from where I live. So, like, shut the fuck up. And so, girl, when I, I rolled that window up, and guess, guess what happened? Right as I rolled that window up and started to turn... Or she just walked her little ass back to the car like nothing happened. Stopped yelling, stopped waving her arms like a crazy person, everything. And I'm just like, girl, like at that. And for me, when I the first thing that you're going to say when I hear you, because one, you didn't say the only thing you asked me was if I was getting gas at a gas station when you saw me at a gas pump getting gas. So that's that's one. Two. If the first thing, and yes, this lady was like, I'm 5'2". This lady was 5'1", probably like 60, 70 more pounds heavier than me, and was walking completely normal. So if the first thing that you say is skinny bitch after you sat there in silence pumping gas with me, 
it's giving hater. It is. It is. It's giving insecure. Okay. And that has nothing to do with me. You you called me a skinny bitch. Thank you. Yes, I am. Skinny queen. Like, I don't know. What do you want me to say? Like, did you just realize, oh, you couldn't call me fat? So you were like, okay, I can call her skinny. Thank you. If you're going to call me a bitch, I should be a bad one. Like, what did Kalani say? Girl, I'm not wasting my time. And then you bringing up cripple. There's real cripple people out here. And you're out here walking fine. You walked your ass in there, got three packs of cigarettes and five beers, walking completely normal. Pumped your gas, standing. You didn't even wait in the car. I didn't wait in the car. We were looking at you. I mean, we weren't looking at each other, but I mean, hey, we were looking the same direction. You could have easily called me a skinny bitch then, but you didn't. You didn't, though. You waited. You waited for me to pull my ass all the way out of the gas station to start walking. If you're crippled, you walking real far to not give a fuck. For you to, for you to have, for this parking spot to be such a big deal, you really took the extra energy to aggressively walk towards my car. Girl, bye. But yeah, that was my first Karen experience. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm so grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Universe, guardian angels for all, you know, making sure that that situation did not escalate any further and that I am safe and that that crazy ass Karen ass lady Mm, that's all I'm, I'm just not even that she's safe as well. Maybe, I don't know. It was like probably an hour from now at this point. So I don't know. Either way, I'm glad that it didn't escalate. I'm grateful for that. But I don't know. I think that also didn't escalate because I didn't match her energy. Like I, I wasn't out there looking like a clown like she was. It wasn't two clowns making a circus act in the parking lot. And I think that's what she wanted. But I promise you, if she stopped, if she was that, if she was that intimidated, if I would have opened that door, I promise y'all that lady crippled wouldn't even be in her vocabulary because she would have ran that ass to that car so quick. And it was just funny. It was just kind of funny because she wanted to like try to have a problem, but it wasn't because I'm not rude. It would be different if I, like, stole the parking spot or, you know, like, pulled in front of you or did some shit. But you're trying to press me about a parking spot that I was at for a total of two minutes before you even got there. Girl, what, like, what sense does that make? Because I know you, I know that you know it's 2023. You saw my skin being brown you saw that puerto rican flag i don't know if you thought because you were white that i was supposed to start my car back up go into reverse and then pull into a different spot because you got there because i know damn well that's not what she was thinking i know damn i don't i don't i mean rest in peace queen elizabeth but baby even if queen elizabeth pulled in front i I wouldn't do that for anyone like i wouldn't do that for why would i what do you mean? Especially when there's other gas pumps available. There, ma'am, 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 you're trying, you had a bad day and you're trying, and you're trying to make me have a bad day. 
but but I'm not. I'm gonna just replay this SNL skit and laugh because I would like I wasn't gonna record because it wasn't that serious. And like I also feel like sometimes that escalates situations because people try to get all big and bold for the camera. And I also was like did not give a fuck was minding my business. So I didn't want to record or anything, but a part of me wished that like I don't know, like God or something could have recorded that. Like, I want to see the footage on the camera because it just was so random. Like, she didn't want a problem, but want, like, I've never seen someone want a problem, but so scared in my life. Like, she, like, I was standing there. Like, you didn't, you, you had so many opportunities to say what you wanted to say. <laughs> and you really waited for me to pump my whole gas and get in my whole ass car and pull off and then be like "Uh you skinny bitch yes the baddest bitch praying for you though praying for you because it seems like you've had a bad day girl but we all have them and it's okay so yeah I'm sorry but I had to go on that tangent I hope (laughs) y'all enjoyed because that I was just so I don't know it was it was hilarious it was hilarious I cackled I cackled anyways so maybe the reason that I acted like that and the reason it didn't escalate as much as it could have is because of my confidence and my not giving a fuck so I'm gonna try to teach y'all how to do the same thing um of course disclaimer I I feel like I have to do a disclaimer because people are just weird now. Like you can be like, I fed my dog this. And then they'll be like, you think that you know everything about dogs. And if you really knew about dogs, you would know that this brand did this back in 2000. Like that's really the, I see it every day. And that's what kind of was making me nervous about this podcast because I was like, oh my gosh, like, is this going to like, am I going to get canceled? Like, I don't know, like for saying nothing, what's going on? But disclaimer, I am just talking about my personal experiences, my own opinions for what's worked with me. I'm not a psychiatrist. I am not a doctor. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not anything like that. Okay. I'm just a normal person talking about my life. So if you do not like that, then you can definitely find somewhere that you can like something. You know, if I go back to the gas station, I can ask Karen what she, what her favorite one is. And then I'll let you know. Okay. But for everyone else, I just want to talk about things that have, that has helped me or things that I've seen that, um, I've thinked, I think, have helped with gaining confidence and making yourself feel confident enough to do the things in life that you want to do without being scared or being nervous. So with that being said, let's get started. So I want to start this, I guess, segment off with saying that One, being confident and being conceited are completely different things. Two different things. Being confident, for me, is loving yourself fully without comparing yourself to others. While being conceited is really basing your confidence or worth 
with comparing it to others or thinking you're more significant, you know, like if you need to put someone else down in order for you to feel happy or handsome or pretty, that's not like, that's not confident. And I just want to say that because people just confuse the two all the time. People always look at it as I'm just confident. And it's like, no, you're being a dick, to be honest, because being confident shouldn't make anyone else feel bad. People are going to be jealous if they're going to be jealous. If people just see you and decide not to like you, that is not your, like, you have no control over that. So when it comes to jealousy, that's just inevitable. Someone's going to be upset. They can come up in their own head a reason for what it is that makes them feel that way. That is out of our control. So when it comes to being confident and just saying that I am who I am and I appreciate every part of that because it makes me me, that's a beautiful thing. So that's something to be proud of. Like that is amazing. But that's a different that like that. That's a completely different thing than someone just being conceited and being cocky and being a dick and like making everyone else feel like shit because they want to feel better. That's two completely different things. So this is how to be confident. Okay. That other shit is somewhere. Go somewhere else for that. I feel like I needed to say that because the two get confused all the time and I hate it. I love a confident person. I love a confident man. Ooh. I love a man that's stable in himself where he he knows his worth because I'm someone where I'm stable enough where I know my worth. So, of course, that's attractive. That's beautiful to have. And not even just like romantically, like also in friendships and, you know, like people that you look up to. Those are qualities that you would love to have in someone that's confident in who they are but people that are conceited and assholes should not be put on a pedestal because people are confusing it with confidence that's all I wanted to say anyways (laughs) lesson number one basically be confident not conceited if you have to compare yourself to put others down you know to feel good, then that's some extra guidance in your life that you may need. Confidence is something that is obtainable because it can start as an illusion, if that makes sense. I hope that does make sense. Because when it comes to confidence, you can really just fake it till you make it. That's something that really has helped me on those days where you just don't feel confident or pretty, like, Mm, I'm saying like again, those days that you don't feel confident or pretty, it's just normal, but it's not fun. You want to wake up and like look in the mirror and be happy, you know, being like, oh, okay, I look good today, blah, blah, blah. No one wants to look in the mirror and say, Ew, what's that? 
Like, I mean, I I don't know. Not like I just mean in general, like just being very cautious of everything. Where's that scar come from? When did I have that? Is that a pimple? Ew, my hair doesn't look that good. It happens. We're we're human. It's normal. That's an that's a whole thing that ties into this is knowing that it's okay to have those days where you don't feel confident but I do think that it is important to fake it on those days so that it helps build that confidence in general and actually believe it or not I heard a psychiatrist talk about how I know she was talking about women I really don't know if she was talking about men as well I feel like she could have been because that would make sense. We are human. But she was saying that, for women at least, hormones and stuff actually make our brains believe that we're prettier and uglier on certain days. So she was saying, like, for example, when women have our periods and then there's the period where, (laughs) that's funny, then there's period. Then there's a time where our periods have just gone off and gone on and you're more fertile on certain days. Those days obviously change your hormones and like and what's going on in your body. And there's days where you have more, I guess, endorphins and serotonin. So you look in the mirror and of course, you're going to see yourself and say, ooh, I'm sexy and I look good today. But, of course, when that drops, it's going to make you have those days where you're going to be saying, oh, hey, okay, we're going to, like, I don't know. This isn't cute today. But I just want to say it's normal for the, for that. If you didn't know that, then I hope that makes you feel better because it did make me feel better. There are days where I look in the mirror and you cannot tell me shit, okay? Don't care who you are. You cannot tell me shit. I woke up like this and I'm proud. Then there's other days where I'm like, whoa. But that's that's being a, that's being a human. That's the whole human experience, I guess. And with that being said, faking it till you make it, is an amazing tool that I have used and that I'm hoping someone starts using after today because delusion can be a great thing. It does not have to be negative or bad. Honestly, I want people, more people in my life that are delusional in the sense of I'm going to do whatever, like I say I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. No one can tell me nothing. If I say that I will be twerking on stage with Beyonce and I really believe that shit, I need friends that are going to believe that shit. I need friends that are going to be supportive and be like, I'll be front row, bitch, for you. I will be front row with you, girl. That's what I need. So when I say I need delusion, that's what I mean. I'm not saying if someone's being dangerous and trying to harm anyone, obviously, no, that get help. Something, something's up. 
but doing that having people just have that same mindset of like I'm unstoppable and whatever it is that I want I can get it and no one can stop me yes that's true and I need someone to be like period girl I know that's right we're gonna be up there together I'll be holding your earrings while you're twerking with Beyonce sis that's the energy that I need so delusion can get you far in the first place sometimes um you have to learn to take small steps and start feeling confident on the days that you don't feel confident even if you feel crappy and I know I know I'm like a person where I love comfortability I love being comfortable so of course when for instance if my time of the month is on I'm gonna want to be comfortable fuck being cute I'm in pain I'm hungry I'm tired and I'm at work like I'm gonna wear something that is of course dress code but the most comfortable I can get it I'm not this isn't the day to wear the dress that's how my mind is okay and probably a lot of other people feel the same way which same same person same however on some of those days just force yourself to do it just do it sometimes i know you don't want to i know you don't want to spend the extra time on the makeup spend the extra time on the no makeup if you feel more confident without wearing makeup whatever it is that makes you feel confident you have to learn how to just do it on the days where you don't want to do it because one it will make you feel better and two it's helping gain your confidence and making you overall get out of that mindset of like feeling down all the time or not feeling like you're enough or always comparing yourself to other people so step step one fake it till you make it but now I want to start talking about affirmations because there's pros and there's also cons with this If anyone has ever looked at or seen a TikTok or done research about maybe how to be more confident, whatever, they know that they always will see 99% of the time someone say, affirmations, affirmations are great. They can make you feel amazing and they change your life and blah, blah, blah. Now, yes, they do have positive attributes okay they have positive attributes with that being said though it's not gonna do anything if you're looking in a mirror every day saying five affirmations while you're half asleep that you're not even gonna remember or think about without following it with some action, okay? That's really what it is. I'm glad people are talking about affirmations. They are nice. 
it is nice to have them, whether you're going to say them in the mirror every day, whether you're going to do a prayer or tape, you know, post affirmations around your house to make you feel confident when you read them. That's all beautiful, amazing things. It's, I'm not saying that it isn't. What I'm saying is, is that there are a lot of people under the impression that just doing that alone is supposed to change their life and actually help their confidence when it's not like that for a lot of people. Yes, it may help and it may be like that for like 40% of people, but the other 60%, it's not going to work without you following it with some action and actually making yourself feel beautiful. So I look at it as for affirmations, saying it or reading it, serenading it, whatever you do, is about 30%. While doing an action that relates to the affirmation is the other 70% to do whatever it is that you want, like whatever your goal is, whether it's a new job, whether it's an losing weight, whether it's being prettier, smarter, whatever it is, like saying it all day is is cute. It is, it is, it's cute. You keep saying it, you will believe it, but that's also going to take you so much longer, probably if ever to have something happen towards that goal than it would if you were to do something. With all this being said, what I mean is For instance, if you want to feel more confident about, I don't know, your skin, for instance, right? Then what I would do is I would come up with an affirmation or a statement, whatever, that makes you feel confident. And then I would follow it up with either coming up with a skincare routine or talking to a dermatologist, doing your own research, you know, about your skin. It's the same with manifesting. You know, you can't just say what you want. You have to match it with energy so that the universe, God, you know, whoever you be- you believe in can bring it in and it's yours. You can't just say, I want this and then I want that and then wake up the next morning. I want this and I want that. And then just go about your day, do your normal routine your norm, eat your normal diet, do your normal stuff. And it's like, you're doing the same thing that has not made you grow in any way. You know what I mean? If you want a drastic change, whatever that change is, if you think getting a tattoo is a drastic change or losing weight, gaining weight, whatever it is, that you feel is something that you want to do to make you feel more confident or whatever, more beautiful, you have to do it in order for you to be that person that you want to be. In order for you to be your highest self, in order for you to be that person that you want to be in the next five years, in order to be her or him or them, then You have to start acting like they would. Is this dream person that's living this dream life that you want, are they sitting around 
not working out, not eating healthy, binge drinking, eating, being rude, whatever it is. You know, you have to look at it as, is that what my highest self is doing? No. So in order to try to be that person, how about even if I don't have the money, even if I don't have the resources, how about I sit here and do the only thing that I can do, which is let me do the small step of waking up earlier or going to bed earlier. Let me clean up more, start being more organized. Whatever it is, you have to look at it as this is what my higher self would do. And that's a quote that I would tell myself constantly, not to a point where it's like going crazy. But when it came to me procrastinating, procrastination is something that I've struggled with for a long time. And it's not with everything. That's the weird part. It's only with certain things. This is a quote that I would live by. And anytime I started procrastinating or complaining, whatever it is that, whatever habit that I need to break that I consider is unhealthy for myself, anytime I would do it, and not every single time because I'm human, you know, when you start out, especially, like, don't put that much pressure on yourself. Just take your time and whatever, but I would tell myself, like, would your higher self do that? Would that, would that version of Brittany do that? No, and then that would honestly give me, personally, enough motivation to be like, you're right, you're right, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be procrastinating about this, or she wouldn't be upset about that, she wouldn't let that bother her, she wouldn't act out and let someone else's negative energy bring her down, was she? No. So am I going to do it? No. Why? Because that's me. Because I'm my highest self. I'm that girl. I'm that person. And yeah, that add a little bit of delusion and some confidence. uh, Perfect recipe. I promise. It really has gotten me far. I will say there was things that I used to be insecure about that I laugh at. And I'm also like, why would you even care about that? Like, you're beautiful. What are you talking about? You're your own person. No one looks just like you. This, your this doesn't look like someone else's. So that makes yours even more special because it's one of a kind. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't. Even for those people that are like, well, there's people that get plastic surgery to look like these celebrities or these whatever. Okay, even those people, it does not matter how much plastic surgery in the world you get, they still never look like what they showed the doctor. (laughs) They never look like the inspiration. Why? Because you're never going to recreate that. Because you're supposed to be yourself and this person was supposed to be that person. Now, I am not shading plastic surgery at all, okay? I'm not. But what I'm saying is for those people, that do get all of the plastic surgery to look like an actual look-alike clone version of this exact person that everyone else wants to look like, that whole stuff, that, like, no. They still don't look like whatever it is that they're showing them. Bella Hadid is Bella Hadid. You, ma'am, 
You're Della Hadid. Okay? You're not Bella. You're Della. You're Kella, Sella. Something else. Even if you look so much like her, you still aren't her. Or you still aren't him. Whatever. Because everyone, it's like a fingerprint. Everyone's is different. Doesn't matter how hard you try to copy it. I promise you, you'll never be that final result because every result is one of a kind. So once you realize that, and once I realized that, for instance, and I started to appreciate all the things that make me me, that's when I was like, oh, wow, wait a minute. I'm a valuable ass gift, okay? Because I'm one of a kind, just like everyone else. Like you're, you're, you're one, everyone is one of a kind. So that makes you special. So appreciate the beauty that you hold that only you can hold. Appreciate the stuff that's different about you. Love that part about you. Love it even more because it's different. And that's something that I've transformed. You know, I I didn't think I was going to talk about this this early in the podcast, to be honest. But I also don't really care. Like, it's not anything I'm trying to hide. I just didn't think, you know, I'd be telling the world this right now. But it's okay, whatever. Um, anyways, I was born with a cleft lip. And... I never, like, my mom, whenever I was born, if I don't, if you don't know what a cleft lip is, you will have to, like, look it up. But I'm going to try to explain it. It's basically where whenever your face is developing as a baby, this is how I've looked at it or how I was told to kind of, like, dumb it down as a child is like whenever your face is is like forming as a baby inside of your mom's belly, it's kind of like a little hiccup happens whenever your mouth, whenever you're the parts between, I forgot what it's called, under your nose to the top of your lip, that part. Like whenever it was forming, it's like a little hiccup happened and it caused it to not like close all the way. So you know, it's kind of like an opening or it looks kind of like a cut. I mean, everyone's looks different. It definitely depends because, you know, a lot of people have cleft lip, cleft palate combination. I will say I was blessed enough to only have the cleft lip. I did not have a cleft palate and have to deal with, you know, the side effects of having that. But yeah, I had a mild flip whenever I was born I had surgery on it whenever I was three months old which I cannot imagine having a baby and like them having to go into surgery at three months old like I told my mom like are were you okay she was like uh no I was freaking the fuck out but I was I knew everything was gonna be fine but yeah I had that surgery reconstructive reconstructive surgery whenever I was three months old and I was you know blessed and fortunate enough to have it at the hospital I was born at, which has a really amazing, amazing cleft team. So they did that surgery at three months. And yeah, you know, they told my mom like, okay, well, with her having this cleft lip, normally she'll probably have to have braces, which I did. 
and they were like, you know, normally it may cause like, like whenever her face forms in, it may be more crooked. It may be more straight. Like we don't know because she had surgery at three months, so it may heal perfectly, but it may cause, you know, other things and rhino problems, blah, blah, blah. So she may need surgery in the future, but health wise, she's fine and she's perfectly healthy. And that's all my parents, my family cared about. And that's honestly, I mean, I, yeah, I was three months, but even like now I can say I, that's all I care about. Like as long as I'm healthy and happy and my health is good and in good standing, then I'm fine. So I had that surgery and growing up, my mom never made me feel different. Like to the point where it's not like I forgot I had a cleft lip. Like, of course I know I have a cleft lip, but it was not like a forefront issue date, like for my everyday life or anything. Like I never woke up and was like, oh my gosh, like my lip makes me feel different or anything. And obviously I'm grateful for that. Um, But I think it, you know, my mom contributes to that because growing up, she would tell me like affirmations. And of course now I know they're affirmations, but of course back then I was just like, Oh, my mom's just saying shit. <laughs> We're just talking. But she would tell me like all the time ever since like I was an infant, like she would just be like, you're so beautiful. Like you're so sweet. You're so kind. You're strong. Like she would just tell me these things and like tell me in the mirror, like doing my hair And I don't know, it was like a normal thing, but once I got like, especially hearing how I acted as like a toddler and as a kid, like I, it, it never bothered me or it never was an insecurity or like a problem or she never made it seem like I was different because of it or, oh, you were born with a birth defect. That's, you know, and it's not like we don't, it's not genetic in my, or like hereditary in my condition. I think it is something that can be hereditary, um, like, and run in certain families. However, for me, like we never had a history of it. Like I was like the first baby ever born with it. It just happened. It was very just like, what? Like my mom, I'm the youngest. So I was her last pregnancy um, or whatever. So she had had kids, you know, she's very healthy. Like she doesn't do drugs. She barely drinks like, you know, so of course she was like, what the fuck? Um, but she, as long as when she found out I was like, my health was fine. She was like, Oh, okay, great. Cool. The, um, apparently the nurse, there was a male nurse that delivered me, which period, because even back in 99, you know, male nurses always be getting shit, you know, especially back then. Like, oh, you're a nurse, pussy. Like, shut the fuck up. They they went to school. But I had, a like, a male nurse that was, like, one of the delivering nurses for me whenever I was born. And she said that. He was like, she looks like Elvis. Like, it made a little joke because Elvis does the, like, thing with his lip. And if you see someone with, like, a, like, it resembles a cleft lip. Anyways. Um, yeah, she never made it a problem or never made me feel different because of it. And I think that that really contributed to just my overall confidence and, you know, my experiences through school or anything. I remember there was only two times ever in my life that the cleft lip 
was brought up or my lip, which and nothing's wrong with my lip is like, it's a little scar, of course, from the surgery that I had. But to be honest, I never noticed it. And most of the people in my life never notice it. Most of the people were like, wait, you were born with the what? Like, I didn't even notice it. Or they'll be like, I thought it was like a little scratch or like you got like scratched by a dog or something like small. Like I didn't think because it's not that noticeable. And I remember there was only two times ever in my entire life that it was ever brought up to like make me feel bad. And it pissed me off, but it never like phased me. Like I was like, you're hating bitch. Like that was really my mindset of it back then. Like, of course I was upset. It it made me upset. Like I think the first time I was at a summer camp and there was this guy and he was kind of like just the one that like bullied everyone, but also stayed to themselves. But like, would have their days where they would just try to, like, fuck with everybody. And I never really experienced bullying or anything like that, especially, like, as a kid. And he said something one day, because I guess I was, like, on the swing or something, and he was pressed. And he said something. I really don't remember what he said, but it was something about my lip. And I remember I just kind of, like, was more in shock because I w- it was more, like, it was more of a record going that happened in my head when he brought it up because I was like, bitch, whoa, I fucking one really forgot. I had that shit and the fuck ain't nobody like no one else has ever brought that shit up. Who the fuck do you think you are bringing it up? I don't know. It just kind of was like a, a confusion. And I was like, um, I don't remember what I said. I'm pretty sure I have, I don't know. I have a smart ass mouth, so I probably said something back. Um, But I remember like the guy, like one of the people that I was with was like, I'm going to, what was it? Oh my gosh. It was like, I was on a swing and he got mad, I guess, because he wanted to go on the swing. And I was like, okay, well, you know, give me like a few minutes and I'll get off. And I think he got mad and he said something and I was like, like, what? Like, excuse me? And then I was like, well, that's why something else. And then this girl that was beside was like, why would you say that? (laughs) Which I don't know who she was, but period. Thank you so much for being there for me. And then she stormed off to the teacher. And then the guy, like, ran off. And then I just kind of was like, what the fuck? And then I was there, like, left alone. And I was kind of, like, starting to think about it. And it started to make me upset. So I feel like I might have cried. But I was like seven. So yeah, let me cry. So I cried. And then I remember my sister, my big sister was also at the camp. So she came to me and she was like, what happened? She didn't do nothing. Cause, but the teacher like got involved and I was like, Oh, now the te- now that they're thinking I'm a snitch, but I don't care. Fuck him. But yeah, I don't know. He's tried to bully me about it. And it turned out like he, was really going through some stuff at home and that's why he said that which I mean that's most of the reason why bullies bully and yeah I wasn't mean to him after that day but that was the first time it was ever brought up so it was kind of like wow and then I think in middle school one person tried to say something and I literally just looked at them and I was like what the fuck did you say because at that point I was in middle school and I didn't really cuss like that but you know I was feeling bold and then they were like no I was joking I'm sorry like and they apologized immediately. And I was, of course, in middle school. So I was like, mm, okay, just don't say it again. And then I just moved on. But 
I never had to really experience bullying from it. And I'm really grateful for that. But I, I do think that my mom just making sure to build the confidence as a kid really kind of helped. And that's why I encourage everyone and why I'm making this episode of like, of in general, building your confidence can help you in so many ways. And learning how to do that, if you have children now, or if you're planning to have kids, or even if you're a role model in any way, teacher, whatever, wouldn't you want those people that you care about to feel good about themselves? Like, wouldn't you want them to lead by example in those ways to look at that as admirable and something that they want to achieve? So I think it's an amazing quality to have and an amazing quality to gain. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be days you you feel down. That's natural. Don't be hard on yourself. We're still human. It's okay. However, there will be days that you need to be that extra push for yourself just so that you get yourself out of a hole. I know sometimes if I feel crappy and then I'm like, if I'm feeling crappy and then I decide to wear sweatpants to make me feel comfortable because I am already feeling crappy, at the end of the day, yeah, I felt comfortable that day, maybe, but I wasn't feeling like a baddie. Like, I wasn't feeling like my, I don't know, my highest self. I wasn't feeling like that girl that day. And that's something that I want to feel most of the time, not every single day. That's not a realistic, you know, idea. But to minimize a lot of those days and make yourself feel happier is important. So I really hope that these are helpful and that this will help anyone else decide to be their highest self or make any goal for themselves that makes them feel confident. I'm telling you, I mean, Justin Bieber, Justin wasn't lying. Ouch. (laughs) Justin made a whole song about it. He said that he could tell by the way she walked in the room. So I would advise y'all to practice how to, honestly, yes, though. That, I'm so glad, thank you, Justin, for just even making that song because that really did just remind me of something that I also learned that helped me gain confidence in public because confidence within yourself and in private is one thing confidence in public completely other thing completely other um it's a step above the confidence within yourself because now not only do you have to believe it but you have to also let everybody else believe it as well And one thing I heard one day was that when you walk into a room, make sure you're not on your phone. That has honestly changed my life. Probably being dramatic by saying that, but it really has made a huge difference. Because it's so cool to just see. I'm a people watcher anyways. I think it's fun to people watch sometimes or just read people's body language from across the room and just try to figure them out and observing a room is one thing but walking into a room like I don't know it gives main character energy however walking into a room for me 
makes it feel like the spotlight is on me only because majority of the time, if you're in a room and someone walks in, 80, 90% of the people in the room are going to turn and look at the door for whatever reason. I don't know if it's like just a human thing. I don't know. But next time you walk into a room, watch. Or if you're in a room, just see. Because you'll probably look at who walked in and you'll probably notice everyone else looking at them. But I started doing that. And it was harder than you than I thought it was going to be because... I think if I am uncomfortable, especially in like, especially in clubs or those types of settings where I just feel like, why am I here? Those times I go to my phone for comfort. I mean, at the end of the day, y'all don't judge me because we're all iPad babies at the end of the day when it comes down to it. Because if we feel like there's an awkward situation or anything, majority of the time, what do we do? Whip out our phone, act like we're busy or start playing music, start getting on tick, whatever it is iPod baby. That's us. Anyways, I do that. I know a lot of people that do it. I have a lot of friends that do it as well. And I, it was hard for me to like walk into a gas station or a room, a club, a party, dinner to walk in and have my phone completely away until I either like, if of course, if I need to call someone, that's different. But until I normally sit down or get settled somewhere, to not do that is really, it's different. You see, you just see how people interact with you differently when you do it. I don't know how to explain it. You just, just do it one day. Even if you don't want to continue doing it, even if you're like, that's bullshit, whatever. Try it just one day. Promise me you'll do it one day. Like for an entire day, wherever you go, do not whip your phone out. When you get out of the car, put that phone up and then I need you to go wherever you're going and I need you to maybe spend the first 10 minutes there off of your phone and see how people watch you, see how people look at you or how they treat you different. I don't know. Maybe it's because we're all zombies on our phone. So then the one person isn't a zombie. It's like... A normal person. Oh, my God. Where's their phone? They're not on it? Are you sure? Are you sure they're not on it? You don't see it anywhere. Wow. Like, that's really how people act sometimes. I know some of y'all think I'm bullshitting. Try it. Try it. Leave me a message. I'm also going to try to leave. I'm going to post this on my podcast, on the Sweet Nostalgia podcast on Instagram. But I'm going to make a post where I want people to send me topics to talk about, questions, even stories. Like if you have like a confession or something that you want me to read off and talk about, I would love to start doing segments like that and like kind of form that like community. So follow my Instagram page at Sweet Nostalgia Podcast and I will have the link posted soon. So I do want you guys to let me know if you do try this stuff and what happens. But especially if you're out there trying to find some love or some intention, some intention, some attention, it is changing. You go into a party, you go into a club, and you're looking all bad and stuff, all handsome, whatever, whoever you are, all, all people of all genders. 
when you're feeling confident because, you know, we gained that confidence. And then you walk into a room and you're just not on your phone for the, for the first, like, while. I mean, honestly, just don't be on your phone the whole night anyways because, ugh. I know it's hard, but just stop. Just try not to. It makes you more confident. It makes you stand out. It does. And then you feel more confident because once you start, like once I started doing it and once I started like seeing the difference and how people will treat you, that's when I started kind of acting more different whenever I would walk into somewhere. Make sure, you know, neck is elongated, shoulders pushed back. I don't know. You know the saying that's stand like a someone's pulling you by a string from the top of your head? That whole thing to make you like just your posture better and you not slouch and stuff. I already have good posture, so I got like, eh, thanks to my, you know, PTSD cheer coach in high school. If you know, you know. But once I started doing that, I started like moving different. And I'm telling you, it just works. Little by little, it works. Don't put too much pressure on, okay, well, why I want to be at the confident level of Beyonce and I'm not there and it's been two weeks. Well, baby, it's probably going to be two years, baby. I don't know, but it's up to you. At the end of the day, you're the one in control to see how fast you want your life to change or your reality to change. All I'm trying to say is fake it till you make it. Even if you don't want to, you have to be your own cheerleader at the end of the day. We have friends. We have family. We have supporters, whatever it is, that care about us and that want the best for us. And that's amazing. And be grateful for that because there's people that don't. However, we are only ourselves at the end of the day we come here by ourselves we leave here by ourselves as in our whole soul our whole being so you have to have that state that stability yourself you have to have that reassurance and be your own cheerleader because you gotta stop you gotta stop expecting other people to do it for you it's just really ridiculous and it's not realistic at all no one is no one's job I'll say it again is to make you happy or feel pretty or whatever it's your job to do that you can't do that by yourself then learn how to do it by yourself learn how to make yourself happy how to make yourself confident so that you know what you bring to the table so that you live your dreams and you don't have to worry about all the noise around you because it's just you and that's all that matters I have what I need and all the things that I want and that I've decided and that's beautiful and that's all that's all I need I hope I did not babble too much I feel like this episode was all over the place however there is going to be those episodes it's just me. It's, it's how my brain works. Trying to also figure this out and figure out what flows and what doesn't flow. But either way, I hope you appreciate it. I really want to just make content that allows other people to find any type of happiness. 
whether it's a quote or something that I say that changes your life or an idea that I help form. I really want people to be able to take something from this podcast. Whether even if I do a crazy episode where I have a guest on and we're just talking about some hilarious stories and it makes you feel better at the end of the day or whether I have to talk about something that's a little bit more sensitive for myself and it can still make someone feel heard. That's really all that matters to me. I just want to be any type of a voice for anyone that feels like they don't have one or anyone that feels like they don't feel understood or happy. I want to be that person for you if you don't have anyone because I think I've been that person for a lot of people in my life and I love seeing them grow, not saying it's I'm the sole reason why they grew. No. However, of course, me saying something, one small thing can change their life. So think about what they can take from any and everybody around them that can make them a better person. That's how I look at it. I hope that you all enjoyed (laughs) this episode. Pretty wild. I don't know. I don't know. It was all over the place, but I like it. And I hope that you guys did as well. So wherever you are in the world, hope you are safe. Hope you are happy and you are having an amazing time. I also want to say again that you can follow my social media page for the podcast on Instagram at sweet nostalgia podcast and I will be posting more updates on there trying to figure out how to get all these links and Q&A's questions and all of this stuff you know this podcast stuff isn't as easy as they make it seem but it's worth it in the end so please follow me on there um send me any messages if you want to say anything leave a review whatever of course if you if you're gonna leave hate I would personally save the thumb movements from typing for something more important, but, you know, that's me. So, wherever you are, I hope you have an amazing time, and I will see you guys in next Friday. I am going to be posting new episodes every Friday now. That is a way better schedule for myself and for my editor. So that's what we'll be doing. And I will see you guys next Friday. Hope you guys have an amazing time.